Welcome to the Believe Podcast, a conversation between friends over a passage of scripture. I'm Carolyn Kirsten. And I'm Marvin Williams. And today is episode 29. We are looking at John chapter 12, verses 23 through 26, just kind of focusing in on a just few, a little small, little a small passage there in John chapter 12. So, all right, let's get started. All right. So, um, so Carolyn, do you have a green thumb? Do you plant gardens? No. You don't. The short answer is no. <laughs> I do have a plant inside my house that is doing quite well. I'm pleased okay, with you, that. You, you're pretty happy about that. Yes. But okay. I do have a love-hate relationship with landscaping. Okay. Um, mostly weeds really is the thing. And I try, as I'm weeding, every spiritual analogy, trying to, what Lord, what are you teaching me? I know got to get to the root and all that. But um, as far as like a vegetable garden, we have only dabbled. Steve grew up with a his family had a very substantial garden, and so that has made him want nothing to do with gardening. Oh, wow. Okay. In a vegetable garden. So we have dabbled a little bit, um, you know, a few tomato plants along the garage, uh, but that's been years ago. So not not really, not really. Not okay. really gardeners. Do you, are you guys? Yeah, so, into, uh, so growing up, my um, my dad and, um, and my uncle, they... You know, they planted uh, greens uh, in our in our backyard, and it was a, like a nice little plot. And um, and then we've kind of dabbled in um, tomato plants, peppers. Um, okay. We even one year we had um, we grew uh, watermelons. And again, watermelon plants, they just take over the entire <laughs> garden. It's just it's, it's horrible. But the, the interesting thing is, which I find very fascinating, is you can have one seed. We did cucumbers, too. Um, you can take one seed, plant it in the ground, and there is a larger harvest than the one seed you planted. Oh, yeah. We had that happen with tomatoes. I mean, I, because again, we are not experienced, but for whatever the soil combination, uh, this tomato plant just went bonkers. Yeah. And we, I mean, it was like overnight, there'd be more tomatoes and more tomatoes and more than we could more than the salsa I could possibly make. <laughs> so. Well, I just I just find it fascinating that it's in one seed. And if, of course, if Jerry Bomber is listening to this, he will tell us like, you know, this is what farmers do. Farmers, farmers would say, duh, you know, yeah. this is what we do all the time. You, in one seed, there is a fruitful harvest. Yeah, all and that is contained it, in that tiny is, little seed. It is absolutely fascinating to me but the the not so good news there's fruitfulness and potential in that one seed but guess what that seed actually has to die for that fruitfulness for to that come. fruitfulness to come forward hmm. to me that is like i like the fruit i don't like the death yes. and and i think um and that's kind of what jesus is talking about in this passage is that there is the 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 potential for great fruitfulness but something has to happen before the fruitfulness comes and before the plant, you know, you get, you know, cucumbers and tomatoes and watermelon and peppers and that sort of thing. So, so let's, let's, let's see what he says in this, in this particular passage. Yeah. Yeah. So Jesus is um, replying to his disciples and then this group of Greeks that are coming to say, you know, who are you and, and right. what is going on here? Exactly. It's just been the triumphal entry yep. into Jerusalem. Um, and so they're wondering, so w what are you about? And 
Jesus's reply is, the hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Truly I tell you, unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains by itself. But if it dies, it produces much fruit. So there's our farming, gardening yep. image that Jesus right is using there. So what you're, you're, I mean, as you described, that is true for Jesus and that's true in our lives too, that a sacrifice is what brings the great, the great fruit. Um, even the opposite of that, like a seed by itself, a seed by itself in your hand, or a, it's just going to remain a seed by itself in your hand. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And isn't going to change. It's not going to do anything. Yeah. And really not even do what it was designed to do. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and again, it's, it's this lonely, if, if, if you and I want to live a, a lonely, solitary life, um, and, and not have fruitfulness on the other side, then yeah, we just live that lonely, that lonely life. But Jesus is, is actually saying something, you know, more, number one, about his death, that he is going to die. He is that seed. He is going to die. He is going to be buried. And out of that uh, burial, there's going to be the fruitfulness of resurrection that actually paves the way for life for us and for um, for transform transformation life for us. Mm -hmm. But yet Jesus had to die in order for that to happen. And and then he kind of gives us an example that we too have to die if we want to be, uh, if if we want to have a wonderful life, right? If we want to have the wonderful life that God has for us, the abundant life, um, and sacrifice is needed. As parents, we do that all the time, oh, right? I was just thinking that, like <laughs> nothing else in my life, my besides marriage and parenting, <laughs> has revealed selfishness or been more transforming. Yeah, I mean, and and those. And those experiences are important. I, uh, yes, distinctly remember the moment when I realized, oh, this parenting thing is not just about me, like controlling these children and getting them to do, you know, go in the direction I want them to go through parenting. God is changing me, uh, sloughing off that selfishness, particularly that desire to control. I could, I could tell the very specific story of that, <laughs> but it was, it was a distinct moment where I was like, yeah. oh, this is not just about my children growing and changing. God is at work in me through these moments as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the sacrifices that, that you and Steve have made uh, through the years um, to invest and pour in, all of those nights of reading to your children and all of the, the time, you know, running back changing and forth. Changing diapers. Let's get diapers. real. Like that's, get real. <laughs> there's nothing. No no one wants to do that. That is a sacrifice every time. Oh, reading. That's nothing. Let's change, like, change diapers. Yes. Right? <laughs> but, but now, again, kids are not perfect, but look at them now. Yeah. And you look at the sacrifice, the sacrifices, the death that you and Steve have had to go through in order to... Um, to see how your kids are flourishing and to hear the stories of their own faith walk with Jesus. To me, that's that's a, a very, very practical application to this, is that there's something has to die in order for there to be greater fruit. Jesus had to die for there to be greater fruitfulness. And I think the same thing for us, the sacrifices, we love the fruit, but yeah. we don't like the we don't like the death part. And um, and it's super, super important that we actually are placed in the ground 
in, in a metaphorical sense, placed in the ground, where there's a death, where there's a sacrifice in order for there to be greater fruitfulness, whether it's with our children, whether it's with our finances, you know, the sacrifice that goes into finances. Mm -hmm. On the other side of that is the fruitfulness of being able to be generous with our finances with others. And this literally works in every aspect of life. It does. I, I, mean, I was just thinking like time, that's something that we all have and we can use our time to serve ourselves for our entertainment or for feeling good about getting stuff done. I mean, we can, or we can sacrifice our time in building relationships with others, helping others. And that is a deliberate choice. I mean, parenting does force some of that upon you, but if you're not in an active stage of parenting, sometimes it's something you have to be intentional about because we are all naturally selfish <laughs> right, and we exactly. all just want to take care of ourselves. I mean, I don't, I, probably not consciously thinking I want to be a lonely seed, but really that is the choice that we're making. If we're just focused on, um, I mean, cause that is where we go is naturally focusing on doing things that I want to do yeah, yeah. and spending my time, how I want to spend it, spending my money, how I want to spend Absolutely. it. Um, so we have to make some of those deliberate choices to die yeah. to ourselves. I, man, this is, you can, you can run this, um, with, with all kinds of illustrations, you know, dying to our, our desires, um, for those who are single and it's like, man, I'm, I'm, and, and I'm made for created for marriage. I'm dying to my sexual desires so that I might have the fruitfulness of intimacy when I do get married. Mm -hmm. And so there, like, you can literally run this with almost everything that there's a sacrifice that has to happen if we want to see the fruitfulness on the other side. And so Jesus actually prepares us. Even even Paul um, talked about this in Philippians chapter 3, and he starts off with, though I myself have reasons for such confidence. Uh, if someone else thinks they have reason to put confidence in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised on the eighth day of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, of the uh, a Hebrew of Hebrews, in regard to the law, a Pharisee, as for zeal, persecuting the church, as for righteousness based on the law, I was faultless. But then he goes on in the in the in the next few verses, and he says, whatever I have gained, all this resume, this these things on my resume, he says, I actually consider them garbage. Mm -hmm. I am actually dying to these things so that I might actually know Christ in the fellowship of his sufferings, in the, the glory of who he is. And Paul says, I'm willing to give up being a Hebrew of Hebrews. I'm willing to give up the zeal. I'm willing to give up all of this stuff, and I'm willing to die so that um, I might know Christ and actually help others to know him. And um, and I think for, for, for me and for every other follower of Jesus, what am I willing to give up yeah. so that I might have a fruitful life, so I won't be a lonely seed, but one that actually goes into the ground and says, you know something, I'm giving up something because I believe there's greater fruitfulness on the other side of the sacrifice. Mm -hmm. yeah. And it is a choice that we have to make. We see the, the contrast even in this passage of, so just ahead of that was the triumphal entry. And here's this crowd who are, I mean, that's fun to be a part of the waving the palm branches. And, <laughs> right, right, right. You know, I mean, I can just imagine that other people started joining in and, yeah. oh, who is this guy? Yeah, I'm, I'm all for a, a celebration. 
I mean, well, this isn't a good comparison, but I mean, think of like a Disney, you know, when the parades start going, I mean, everybody wants to be a part of that right, part right. of the big crowd, the celebration. Oh yeah. That's super fun. But Jesus is contrasting that being a part of the crowd with being a specific follower and what following him really looks like, um, is sacrifice. It is laying down your agenda. It is walking in humility and releasing your all that you are and have to what God is is calling you to do. It's not a palm branch palm branch waving party. Yeah. It's joining him. It's joining him in his death. It's joining him with, you know, uh, being nailed to the cross or, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, um, here, here's my willingness to sacrifice something. So even when we talk about Lent, yeah. um, you know, we're, we're just coming off Lent, just finishing it up. And Lent is really about what am I willing to give up so that I might go deeper in my love with Jesus. So some people gave up, you know, pop and they gave up television and they gave up, um, eating certain foods. And that was a sort of dying. Yeah. So that there might be, you know, um, greater fruitfulness, number one, on Resurrection Weekend, but also fruitfulness even beyond Resurrection Weekend. I know people who gave up um, TV for Lent, and um, and this was like several years ago, and they've not turned on their TV wow. uh, since then. And it yielded the fruit of greater intimacy in their relationship with their spouse. And so to so so the the level of practicality here is what am I willing to die to? And and do I really believe that there's something that here here's the issue is that I'm I'm scared to die to this because I don't know if Jesus is going to meet me on the other side with abundance. Hmm. And and again we go back we a number of episodes ago the scarcity mentality yeah. that um I don't know that I don't know if resurrection is going to actually happen on the other side of the Feeling cross. Feeling like you just got to hold on to yeah, what's that you... control thing, yes. right? I, I don't have that issue, so. Well, I do. So. <laughs> I knew that. That's the reason well, I said I that. Up, so. <laughs> yeah. Well, and your Lent, I can give a live in a real time example. So I, for, for Lent, short, I did not go off of social media completely, but um, shortened the time. So have little, you know. Uh, time limits on my phone, which technically I've always had the time limits on my phone and then I just ignore it. <laughs> what was even you worse was that uh, I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I, I, ahead of Lent, I was like, I'm going to reduce the time to an hour for social media and I'm going to stick to it. So then when I actually looked at the time limit, it was already at an hour. And I, so I was like, oh my word, this is really bad. So shortened it up even more and was like, and I am going to stick to this. Yeah. Yeah. And the fruit of it, well, it's a, it really is quite obvious. The fruit of it is, oh, hi family. <laughs> yes. Let's spend a little more time together or, oh, not only time with my family, but other, you know, yeah, activities yeah, too. Like, yeah. boy, the time that I was putting into that, which really is lonely seed sort <laughs> of, I mean, really that's what it is. That yeah. scrolling, scrolling, it, um, so it, that has already been a powerful example to me. And, and I'm not going to scooch those time limits back. Yeah, like yeah. I, I have seen the fruit yeah, even at yeah. this point. Absolutely. I, so, so, you know, m- moving and, you know, there's lightness there, but 
uh, I keep coming back to your um, lonely seed. And, and again, in my heart of hearts, I don't want to be a lonely seed. Right. Um, I want to be a seed that actually bears fruit. And, um, and yet I know that there's going to be pain. There's going to be sacrifice. There's going to be the time limits and all of those kinds of things. And yet, uh, and then trusting God on the other side of the sacrifice, there is, uh, there's fruitfulness on the other side of the death. There's resurrection. And, um, and I think Jesus gives us, he actually gives us the example. He dies, yep. um, was buried, and then ultimately raised again. And I, 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 I want to be deep in my heart, don't want to be that lonely seed. I actually want to be a seed that bears much fruit. And, uh, and yet I know that something something has to happen uh, mm-hmm. for that to happen. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now, I, we said it was through 26, but can we talk about verse 27? Because okay. I think this right. shows some uh, of Jesus's humanity and how he understands. Like, we're as we're talking, we don't want to be a lonely seed. We want the fruitful life, but their sacrifice is not easy. And Jesus knows that. Like, verse 27, he says, Now my soul is troubled. What should I say? Father, save me from this hour? But that is why I came to this hour. Like, Jesus, too, had that um, that tension of, I, this is what I'm here to do, but this is hard. Yeah, and yeah, 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 absolutely. Those it's, emotions of that. So I, yeah. I think that is comforting yeah. as, we're, as we're thinking about sacrifice in our own life, that Jesus gets that. We yeah. can talk to him about that. We absolutely. Can, we can share that anxiousness. And and he can provide the strength for that. So. And and that's a that's a great again a great point. And uh, just to remind people, you're not sacrificing alone. You're not in it alone. And um, and part that's part of our purpose. That's part of our purpose to be able to be fruitful. And Jesus recognized that our souls are troubled when we have to give up something in order to be more fruitful. And, um, and yet Jesus is our example for both, for both the, the dying and the fruitfulness, but also the, the being troubled. And this, even when we get to the garden of Gethsemane, he says, oh my goodness, my, I am, I am like troubled over this. Mm -hmm. And yet I recognize not my will, but your will be done. And the greater good, the greater fruitfulness will come from, uh, those moments when we say, okay, I'm Jesus, I'm going to do it. I'm going to sacrifice, I'm going to put time limits or whatever it might be, because I'm trusting you that there's something good on the other side of this. Yeah. So as we wrap up this episode, what can we believe about God, ourselves and others from these verses? Yeah, I think what we can believe about God is that um, he wants us to be fruitful. Mm -hmm. Uh, He really wants us to be fruitful, not for ourselves, but for the, um, uh, the greater good for people around us, people who are not yet followers of Jesus, or those who are kind of lagging or struggling in their faith, is that my part of my responsibility, part of my gift to the world, is to be fruitful, um, is to uh, you know not be that lonely seed, but for that seed to be placed in the ground so that other people might know Jesus and grow up in him. So I think he wants us to be, I know he wants us to be fruitful. Yeah, yeah. And just Jesus is amazing example of that. Yeah. I mean, I don't ever want to forget or get tired of being grateful for Jesus's sacrifice. He, he was, he died, was buried for us. 
Yeah. And and then and led in that example. And then as we were just saying, and he gets it. Like yeah. he knows that's hard. And yeah. so I, I think, uh, as you said, for for ourselves to understand this is what God has called us to do, to to make sacrifices, to um deny ourselves to but he hasn't called us to do something that he's not going to equip us to do, and he's Absolutely. led the way. Yeah, he's led so. the way, and and we it's okay for us to say to um, uh, you know to ourselves, admit to ourselves, and admit to a group of people that we're walking with, that we're journeying with, we're doing this adventure with, we're discipling, or someone who's discipling us to say, you know, something. As I reflect, I'm pretty selfish. I don't want to sacrifice. This hurts, mm-hmm. and yet, um, and yet. You know, Holy Spirit, empower me, you know, to give up something uh, for the sake of, you know, the glory of Jesus and for the benefit of the people around me. So it's okay to say, yeah, this is going to hurt. I don't like it, but um, but I've watched Jesus do it, and he's led the way, and, and we can follow him. That's right. Well, friends, thank you for joining us today. Um, and we encourage you to have a spiritual conversation over a passage of Scripture with somebody in your life. This is an opportunity and a blessing that we have to have God's Word, to share it with others, and we hope you experience that today.